Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. SENZ for another week. How good is it? Three minutes past six o'clock on the, yeah, get this, six of the third. Very good. We're waiting all morning to do that. It's March, and Metaverse Mitch is with me in the house. It's Louie and Mitch as Izzy is still down in Queenstown after a big weekend with New Zealand Golf, and Kempi is sunning himself in Fiji. So, baller to you, Mitch. How you doing, brother? Geez, um, I could be doing a lot better by the sounds of it. Kempi sunning himself in Fiji sounds outstanding. Uh, yeah, yep, it's been yep. a slow start to the morning, actually, Louis. I'm, I'm used to getting myself pumped up for the show with a Guinness across at the Paddington. Uh, but I've had to stick to coffee this morning. It doesn't seem to have quite the same kick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting how it works, the old breakfast radio hours. I usually don't take my hoodie off my head until about 8 a.m. So uh, there's, a, there's a wee while to go till then. Hey, mate, it's a massive show today because it was a massive weekend of sport. Liverpool, Manchester United locked nil all at the second. Max Verstappen has just won uh, another Grand Prix over there in Bahrain, the first of the year in the F1. Uh, a Red Bull won two, and it was the old boy back on the podium for Aston. We can talk a bit more about that later on. But we're literally going to get straight into it today because the Warriors, well, the NRL season's back and you're a big leaguey, so you would have loved the, the first weekend of the real footy. Yeah, Code's back, mate. Code's back. It's absolutely outstanding. It was uh, Actually, I'll tell you what, mate. Um, if you're in any tipping comp for the NRL, I, I guarantee you everybody's at least under 50%. Uh, what a weekend of upsets. It was... A uh, couple of ding-dong battles, very, very tight. Um, but, geez, the biggest upset of the round, the Dolphins going, <laughs> getting up over the Roosters, 28-18. Un- Unbelievable. Some some young boat, eh? Uh, Wayne Bennett. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uncle Wayne. Just just when you think he's, you don't know what's going on up there in Redcliffe, uh, they're too good for us. He's too good for us. We're not going to waste any time this morning because... We have heard that these guys are busy, and if you looked at their defensive intensity and structure on Friday night, you could understand why. Uh, we're going to go straight into it. We'll replay this a little bit later on, and Mitch, I want to find out how you have been tracking, how your weekend was a little bit later on. But first things first this morning at five minutes past six, Andrew Webster, the new head coach of the One New Zealand Warriors, is with us on the line. Morning, Andrew. How are you doing? Good, mate. Very good, thank you. Thanks for joining us bright and early on a Monday. Sounds like you guys have got plenty on this week and you, as you look to build off your first round uh, effort down there in Wellington, how did you enjoy your trip to the capital? I loved it, yeah. Loved it. Um, I've been there quite a few times. Um, 
But uh, a lot of our players hadn't and staff, and yeah, they they loved it there and wrapped in it. But um, to get a win and have all that support and the atmosphere like that, um, yeah, it was it was a it was a great trip. Uh, Weaver, you've been with the Warriors before. Um, uh, hopefully, a lot of our listeners know that fact. Um, is this the kind of start that you were expecting, mate, uh, when you came back to the Warriors? Uh, I, I, I think it's the kind of start I've been expecting the last couple of weeks. Um, I, we've been building the whole preseason towards uh, winning games, so uh, I didn't expect us to go out and lose. That's for sure. Um, um, six, eight weeks ago, I don't think anyone anyone knows quite how they're going to go around one. Mm. Um, but by the time the season starts and you've had a couple of trials, you, you 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 can see the confidence in the players, the confidence in themselves, and um, the confidence we have in each other. So uh, yeah, I, I I expected a win. I'm yeah. sure Newcastle Knights expected a win. Um, that's just how how it is, and that's not disrespectful of them. I was more worried about us. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad. No, it was a fantastic start. And, and before we get into the nitty-gritty of the game itself, uh, you've coached under Ricky Stewart. You've coached under Ivan Cleary. Uh, neither of those fellas got off the mark this week. That must be nice to get one up on them early. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't look that far into it. Uh, you're not the first to mention it to me. But, uh, <laughs> other coaches mm-hmm. would be going to win this weekend. But uh, when I was experiencing them, had as much success as they have. I'm, I'm sure they're mm. not panicking right now. Um, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> just looking, I'm just pretty happy that we got one. Yeah, well, it's a bit of a quirk of the draw that you might have to deal with the wrath of the Roosters next week after <laughs> their um, trip up to Queensland, which is a little bit strange, but fair play to the Dolphins. Uh, Webby, hey, it, as far as your guys went, what was the one thing you, you wake up this morning uh, to start a new week with the Warriors and the one thing that you go, I am so proud of that. What was that one thing from Friday night that you just hanging on to this morning? Uh, well, I just watched it again this morning. Like we, we got, we've got to be proud of um, how we turned up for each other on our trial line. I think that's, that's something we're very good at. I, I thought the way we got the ball up the field was extremely good. Um, Newcastle and trials were extremely aggressive when you were coming off your trial line with the ball, um, so defensively. Like, and last year, they're, they're actually pretty good at that. If you, if you don't get yourself out of trouble, they're very aggressive into the holes you there and ping you there. So mm. I thought we did that really well. Um, but, yeah, turning up for each other on our trial line, I feel like that's the most thing we can be proud of. Um, structurally, there's so many things in that area still that we've got to get better at because um, we... We were doing it more on effort than sometimes um, you know, coordinate, <laughs> coordination. So that's something I should be proud of. That. Um, yeah, I listened to you during the week talking about defence and defence winning championships. So that's so nice to hear that that's a focus. It's probably something that's missing since Ivan Cleary left the club. Um, so surprise, surprise, you bring it in, Webby. Hey, uh, I want to turn to um, a guy who really stood up and stood out to me on the field was Dylan Walker. Uh, coming off the bench, uh, he looked outstanding. I couldn't tell where he was playing, front row, if he was halfback, <laughs> playing standoff, mate. Uh, geez, what what a signing. <laughs> Well, that's the best part about Dill. He can literally, and this is not word of a lie, he could play wings, front row, and he could probably do it very well at each of those positions. So um, the thing with Dill, he came on at lock, 
and we pushed Toy Harris to front row. Mm. Um, and I just think with his legs spread around the ruck, fresh fresh legs, very fast, um, going at some tie forwards. I, th- I thought he did an exceptional job around there. And then when Wado went off with that sternum injury uh, and head assessment, mm. he um, went to nine. So that's just the utility that he can give you. Um, Sage Cone, two hookers, uh, an extra hooker on the bench. Uh, if something like that goes wrong, you could you could fill in in the halves if you needed him to. So, but no, he he was very good. He's been a great signing. He'll offers a lot of other things too, just besides the way he plays. He's what what he teaches the boys during the week and his experiences has been has been really good for us. Uh, yeah, it definitely looked like that. It looked like the uh, the boat was heading in the right direction, mate. Everyone pulling, uh, going in that same same forward momentum, mate. So it looks like you've got the squad together very nicely uh, indeed. From a coaching perspective, I'd, I'd like to ask you about the opposition. Um, looking at the Knights, and there'll be some Knights fans out there listening, when you're preparing to play the Knights, and I know you'll have them again, is it? do you find it more difficult setting up to play against Kalen Ponga at half or or at fullback, like is it is it much of a muchness or or is is a bit of a different focus? Uh, I just think when I just think when some of the best, like he's one of the best players in the world, one of the most dangerous players in the world. If you watch what he did in Origin last year mm. um, for Queensland, basically won him the game. Um, it doesn't matter if he's only one or six. Uh, if he's winning one, you you got to you got to deal with him when he's returning the ball from a kick return. Uh, if he's down, if he's playing six, he's going to touch the more more ball when when you're defending your try line. Mm. Um, but the thing about Callum that he always does is make sure that he he's asking questions of the defence. So regardless, it, it's very similar patterns the way they want to do it. He was just defending the front line, so that's probably the only difference I thought mm. on the way that Callum played. He probably gets the ball a little bit more at six. So uh, it's a worry. It's a worry either way because he's a good player. Moving forward, Andrew, is is your efficiency on the last tackle and those attacking kicks, is, is your efficiency going to be limited by personnel or is that something you can game plan and scheme to become more efficient and give your wingers and uh, chasers more of a chance to be productive on that last tackle? Um, do you mean when they're returning the ball? Keep your turn. Uh, no, you sorry, when your, your last play option's on attack... Is, when is, yeah, when you're kicking, is is that something that is kind of, um, you know, personnel-wise, is that something that you kind of uh, changes person to person, stand off a halfback, or is that something that you guys can focus on and really game plan and, and strategize over as the season comes on and week, weeks come forward? Uh, well, I think there's a generic plan. There's a generic plan that stands up each week in the NRL, so um, we definitely... We know what that looks like. We're not we're not executing it at the moment. Um, we're not building that pressure on our last players that we'd like. Um, but we know what we want to do. We're just not executing it right now. Um, you do game plan different things, so I think that's more adding or taking away. So I'll give an example, and the Roosters can hear this for a lot. Yeah, we're not going to kick <laughs> across the field for Tupo this week. I think that's pretty obvious. He's pretty damn good in there, and that's that's no disrespect to our catchers. It's just that. Why would you even yeah. do that? So, um, um, yeah, you, you definitely do preview things and, and look at the opposition and how you can sort of adjust where their fullback stands, where their wingers are, um, where their kick pressure comes from. But we've got a generic kick plan and um, 
definitely got to get better at it. We know what we know what it looks like. We're just not executing at the moment. Fair enough. Um, the Warriors are, are taking uh, a few games around the country uh, this year. Uh, there was 17 or just under 17,000 people who turned up to uh, to Wellington Stadium the other night. Uh, how how awesome was it to see such a good turnout and such a good crowd when you guys are on the road? Unbelievable. Really good. Um, the coach's box was uh, a little sort of sliding window just to let a bit of breathing, just a little bit of airing and it was awesome because the atmosphere, you actually got to hear the crowd. It wasn't one of those sound coaches' boxes. So um, they, they turned up and, geez, it was loud. So um, walking around the streets, we were, there, we were there early. We were there two days early. So walking around the streets, you could see all the fans, how proud they were, had all their Warriors jerseys, yelling out constantly to the boys. And then even in at our captain's room, we trained at the stadium and um, schools turned up and we had a community thing. So... I thought it went really well. I was just glad that we got the win for them, so that could be really uh, the way we performed. Mm. But we couldn't have done it without them, that's for sure. Oh well, it's a it's two points there, and it's a valuable set moving forward. First game one and one, Andrew. So you go um, right up to the top of the pops as far as coaching percentages for the Warriors. But you're wanting to build on that, no doubt, Roosters this weekend. All the best. <laughs> we love we love supporting you, SCNZ. So we'll catch up again plenty through the season, no doubt. Nah, thanks for all the support, guys. Have a good one. There you go. Andrew Ribster, head coach of the One New Zealand Warriors, and he is the most successful Warriors coach at the moment. <laughs> did, did I hear him say, watch the game this morning? It's, it's 6am. <laughs> well, 6.15, mate. Oh, <laughs> He's watched the replay. So did he, did he say that? Because yeah. I kind of I oh, flinched. Have to get a replay. I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> he's been up there watching. Jeez, he's dedicated. I love this. I love this. Well, this sounds great. <laughs> like full transparency. We did get told. People will be thinking, Alice will be thinking, why Why are you speaking to Andrew Webster at five minutes past six o'clock? You've never done five minutes an interview at five minutes past six o'clock in the history of your show. So people will be thinking that. Well, we were told that this was the time Andrew had spared a chat. So his schedule is obviously very jam-packed, which is extremely promising if you're a Warriors fan, isn't it? Mate, he's either super prepared or, or he just can't sleep, mate. He just can't sleep. <laughs> it's obviously stressful. Uh, but, hey, already, like, I, I've listened to him quite a bit, Louis, and you would have as well. Um, he's talking the right talk, right? He's been under some yeah. fantastic coaches, talking about defence, talking about getting players moving in the right direction, all on the same boat. It's uh, it's pretty exciting stuff, and he seems to be able to back it up. So it's been nice to see, and uh, he's brought in some good players. I think the recruitment's been good this year. Um, I know the Knights are pretty, pretty steady. They'll be pretty steady this year, I, I think. So it was nice to play them first round and get off to a good start. We have to get forensics on it, but uh, I, I wonder when the <laughs> last time um, a fifth versus fifteenth clash between the Warriors and the Roosters was the Warriors and fifth. Oh, we'll have to work Sheesh. that one out. <laughs> it might have been a long time ago. Uh, the season just gets harder from here, but a very promising start. Double eight, double three, Warriors, straight off the bat. What did you love? What did you not like? I thought some of the last tackle stuff was a little bit concerning, but hearing Andrew Webster just say it's not what we want it to be, we have a plan, we just didn't execute. I thought that was extreme transparency and really, really refreshing to hear. So that's great news. We'll chat to you more about the Warriors on the other side. Mitch, we're going to shoot off, we'll come back, and then I just want to have a chat to you, mate. I want to see how you're doing. Liverpool, by the way, 1-0 up. 
1-0 up at halftime against Manchester United. Right, we're here with Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Let's reset the show and get into it after this. Izzy and Kemi for breakfast, but it's Mitch and Louie, and we've actually got a massive show for you. It's 23 minutes past 6 o'clock. Good morning, New Zealand. How are you doing? Mitch, how are you doing after a massive weekend? How's morale? Uh, morale's good, actually. Um, really good. Um, I mean, the Warriors got off to a win. Uh, my manly side got off to a flogging start against the Bulldogs. Uh, Tommy Turbo's back, although not at full gallop. He was uh, a little bit uh, laboured. He didn't really stretch out. So, But it was good to have him on the field, mate. Um, so all's well in the world of rugby league for, for me. And, yeah, look, I... I I've actually, uh, I've actually kind of negotiated quite well with with the wife uh, to get her out on the town on Friday or Saturday night, so I can watch a couple of games of footy. So trying to get her out of the house a bit more, which is going good. I, I showed that I could lock it down with with child um, <laughs> and watch a couple of games of footy without her being too worried. So yeah, actually, the first weekend of trialing that, mate. So it was bloody good. Now this is a win-win. This is the win, sort win. of compromise that you want to you want to establish in your life. So you're saying, hey, you've done a hell of a job raising our beautiful child to this point. You need to go out and experience your life a little bit more. I will be the honourable one, and I will stay home on this Friday night. Fine, I'll watch wall to wall NRL coverage. Fine. Yep, I'll 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 take the bullet. I'll take the bullet. Um, and it was pizza, pizza as well. I've <laughs> got an eighteen month year old, and she just loves pizza. So we're just sitting there watching oh. league and eating pizza. So happy days, mate. It's pretty good. Missy, Missy, uh, the house was a bit of a tip when she got home. But um, when you have an eighteen month year old, you can blame it on the child. So yeah, I'm sure it wasn't all her mess as well. Oh. How about yourself, mate? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mate, you're gonna have to. You, that's not gonna wash after a while. It's like. It, it, She's got to cotton on eventually that, hold on, this is, you're actually not doing anything apart from throwing pizza against the walls here. I did say, yeah, I did say this is my first time uh, having a child at that time of night. So, um, yeah, like you say, I'll try it on every time. Uh, (laughs) I will definitely try it on. But yourself, mate, I, I saw a lot of racing updates. It must have been a huge weekend, right? Yeah, it was massive, mate. It was the derby. Sharp and smart won the derby. Did what everyone expected. Uh, he's just too good. He's mm. a bit of a freak. He might be the best horse I've had in a wee while, to be honest. He's um, He's got it all. He's performed overseas in Australia already. He's come back. He's won the derby. He's beat the older horses in New Zealand. And across the ditch, Imperatriz got beaten in a nose by the flying Artorias in a group one in Sydney. Mm. And then in Melbourne... Ken and Bev Kelso, just a couple of wonderful people, been training for a long time, took Legato, their three-year-old filly from New Zealand. She'd only been beaten once here, and she won the Australian Guineas, which is a group one, which is a stallion-making race for the three-year-olds over there. And I think she's only the seventh filly to ever win it and the first New Zealand horse to ever win that group one. So it was a, a pretty standout weekend. And then yesterday, we got to watch John Jones come back to the UFC, who's just one of the terrible blokes, but... A hell of a fighter. <laughs> oh, mate, I oh, know. He's bloody good. Uh, uh, talking about Legato, I saw Legato all over Twitter, and I thought everyone else was playing Hogwarts Le- Legacy. I thought it was like a new spell I hadn't unlocked, and I was, like, getting behind. So I, I was, like, I was tuned in, mate, and then I saw it was a horse race, and I kind of switched off yep. a little bit. Mind you, mind you, I must say, when I saw that finish, when I saw that finish, I was like, how do you make up that ma- amount of ground? In such oh, a short a space of time, it was it was like a video game, mate. When your horse runs out of carrots, you know the old final furlong. Your horse runs out of carrots, and you literally just start going backwards. It was like yeah, that. this is 
this is why you got the nickname Metaverse Mitch. You've already man- managed to mention uh, Hogwarts Legacy and video game <laughs> courses running out of carrots. Now, do you know what? If we ever work together uh, more on a more permanent ra- uh, basis, what we should do is we should have a segment. It would be great. Uh, horse names, horse racing names that could be Hogwarts or Harry Potter spells. Yep. Because Legato <laughs> is an absolute ripper. <laughs> and Levante as well would be bloody good as well. <laughs> It'll be bloody good, mate. It'll be awesome. No, I love it, mate. It was, um, it was actually exciting to watch a bit of racing. You know, when you do this job, mate, I've, I've got it. And knowing I'm on with you, I've got to get up with up to speed on it. So it was actually uh, quite intense, mate. It was bloody good. I see why you fizz over it uh, almost every day, don't you? You just have an hour off to watch a little bit of <laughs> NBA and, and then you're back on the horses. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I do watch a fair bit of NBA. And the basketball, of course, with the breakers uh, just – it kind of stuck in a dogfight yesterday mm. with the Kings, and it was terrible start. really terrible start. Oh. The worst start Seriously. coming back to Spark. You couldn't you couldn't ask for a worse start, weren't they? What were they down fourteen points at, after the first quarter? Yeah, I think they scored nine in the first quarter. They had took them three minutes to get the lid off the rim. It just it was just a classic final slugfest. Mm. Speaking of Alex Pledger, uh, the chief, he was involved in those. Glory days from the Breakers, mm. and he's joined us a couple of times this year. We're going to get to Alex Pledge just after seven thirty. Who are we going to chat to after seven, mate? You've uh, managed to roll in the reel in a big gun. A big yeah, fish. We, we've got Graham Swan. Graham Swan's going to join us. Um, he's he's an absolute beauty. I know he's been on the show with Baz before and, and went off on a spiel about how bad county cricket is. is. I guess now we're probably in a different position, right? Uh, England uh, rolling really nicely. So we'll get his thoughts on on how the English team is going at the moment. He was with the English Lions. Um, in Sri Lanka just recently, so he knows what's going on at the lower levels there as well. And he's he's just a hoot as well, mate. He's a fully fledged commentator and and uh, loves a loves a chicken korma as well, a lamb korma as well, mate. I've never never seen anyone eat that much lamb curry in my life than when I spent two <laughs> weeks with him in India. So yeah, it'll be interesting, mate. He'll probably be chowing down on one as we're talking to him. The English are very fond of a curry, aren't they? They absolutely love a curry. And fair enough, too. I love a curry. It's cold enough in Christchurch at the moment that it might be curry weather. I'm a little bit worried about this test at Hagley uh, come Thursday. I hope the weather sorts itself out. I want to chat to you a little bit later on about mm. that. We've got Sri Lanka here in New Zealand, of course, at the minute. Um, Super rugby as well. We might get to a little bit of that after the news with Aroha for Kubota together shaping and building New Zealand because Adi Savia, well, he sent us all into a frenzy. I was more concerned reveling in the Crusaders hiding of the Highlanders. And <laughs> don't worry, Ken, it's not lost on me that the Blues absolutely stunk it up yesterday afternoon. Uh, hasn't been lost on me. We can talk some Super Rugby after this, but here is Aroha with the news. <laughs> SCNZ is 28 minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning. Starting hot on a Monday morning, we've got Andrew Webster coming up a little bit later on. And, of course, Alex Pledger, Graham Swan. And actually a little bit of a su- surprise for you. A wee treat. A guy called Max Crocom, who is a Kiwi and has achieved something pretty special. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But right now, here is some headlines with Bunnings Trade. Tradies and builders, power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Joe, what do you got? 
Liverpool's up 1-0 over Man United at halftime in Premier League action. Also, IndyCar is on at the moment. The first lap is underway and immediately a massive pile-up. So we'll keep an eye on that throughout the morning. And earlier, F1 kicked off in Baja Rain. A Red Bull finished the way they started on the grid with Verstappen and Perez going 1-2. and two. While Fernando Alonso fans will be over the moon with the 41-year-old Spaniard grabbing third in his fast Aston Martin car, which looked like the one to beat in practice session. So should be a good year for Aston Martin. Those are headlines, boys. Bahrain, love the flair, Joe. You must have had a big weekend in your frozen Elsa dress. So good to know that you're still here and your chipper is anything. Uh, Mitch, have you seen any footage of Joe in his dress? Uh, no, but it doesn't uh, doesn't surprise me. He... Um, does look to me like he'd wear a nice frock. Yeah, I, I, yeah, look, might, I look good. You might see him on K Road. It did look good. <laughs> I don't know if it's going that far. But uh, mind you, uh, yeah, Georgia and her friends ended up at Family Bar apparently, and uh, maybe I'll get the rundown from her a little bit later on with a with a frock. <laughs> did you made see this man? Bar. <laughs> I will. I will. She hasn't met Joe. Um, she hasn't met Joe yet. So wouldn't forget him though. No, no, she hasn't. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it frozen into her brain. Oh, mate, bloody good. Um, yeah, blue party. Uh, well done, Joey. That's outstanding, mate. Um, talking about... Young Nets. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, mate. I love it. Good on you, Joey. Joey actually told me out in the office before we started that um, he wished he could be reincarnated as an F1 driver. Oh, I could see enough. it. I could see it. He's got this... <laughs> I could see it. I really could. Uh, you and Lewis Hamilton, hand in hand. I, I really could see it. <laughs> Give me two people more diametrically opposed in life. Joe Bell and Lewis Hamilton. That's like two very far ends of the spectrum. Hey, BizCover is easy business insurance for your winning team. And I I was curious about this one, Mitch, to get your take. Adi Savia is going to go to the judiciary tonight. He's a chance to be scrubbed out for weeks here for getting caught up in the moment, putting his thumb to his throat and doing a throat-cutting gesture in, in a professional game of physical rugby and then apologizing for it because he knew he probably crossed some sort of line. If he gets stood out stood out for this and scrubbed out, oh <laughs> like I, I I shouldn't keep saying it, but rugby continues to shock me with what they prioritise. This is such a non event for me. So who's making the call? Is it is it New Zealand rugby who'll make the call on that? San, no, Santa. Santa. Oh, well yeah, I guess I guess we did cover well, super a super judge history. We did cover a punga, didn't we? <laughs> we did a whole haka. We finished with a slit, uh, slit throat cut. So I don't see how, like, with that kind of precedent, that he can get stood down. I, uh, I really, I really can't see it. Um, look, mate, uh, I think it's just all part of the game. I think he said, said it's all part of the game. We'll hear the footage a little bit later. Um, I'm hoping, but mate, I, I've been on the field and I've told people. Certain don't things say it. that <laughs> <laughs> don't say it. I, I, I'll tell you what. I actually um, heard Derek Wolf, who used to be a, a line a linebacker, sorry, not a defensive lineman, um, for mm-hmm. ten years in the NFL. He went mm-hmm. and told uh, one of the quarterbacks who played played against for ten seasons. Um, the first time he went up against him, that he was going to eat his kids because he chirped them. Because he chirped him, he chirped him, and he he got him all riled up. And he said, "I'm going to eat your kids." Like with the Viking roar after, <laughs> and apparently the quarterback never said anything to him ever again. Whoa. So maybe that was it. I want to know what the number nine said. Who was the number nine? Uh, I want to know what he said because uh, maybe wow. he deserved it. There's there's pests in sport who deserve that kind of reaction.
So I've got a good mate who is adamant that rugby and rugby league would be better sports if they went by the ice hockey bible. And when players Ooh. get into situations like this, mm-hmm. gloves down <laughs> and let them sort it out, and then they can go and sit down for five minutes, calm down, and if they're in a state, they can come back on the field. Because this sort of frustration boil over, the old jersey punching and scragging mm. of modern-day football, back in the day, they'd just belt each other. Yep. Um, but no. Uh, Adi Savia is he is alleged to have contravened law nine point two seven. A player must not do anything that is against the spirit of good sportsmanship. Give me a spell, man. That winds me up. Good sportsmanship, <laughs> like it's wokeism. It's wokeism, mate. Is anybody actually <laughs> offended by this? Maybe we'll ask that. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Is anybody? If we can find one person that's offended by this, well, I'll be surprised and maybe I'll stop being so flippant about it. But is this a big deal? I can't see it, Mitch. And across the board, the Hurricanes actually had to knuckle down and get a big win over the Rebels. The Rebels played a hell of a game. Mm. Um, Hurricanes won. Chiefs won. Crusaders won. Worried about the Highlanders because they got beaten up by the Blues the week before and if you look at that form now after the Blues laid an egg yesterday, didn't score a point in the second half, I think the Highlanders are in massive trouble here, Mitch. Well, yeah, I guess they might be down the bottom of the table like the Crusaders um, at the end of the season. Um, it looks likely, doesn't it? And see <laughs> so you grimacing. Hey, come on, mate. Come on, mate. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm not grimacing at all. That, that's it's just not true. <laughs> it's just, it's, I, I actually, I'm, I'm not kidding now. I, I actually think that there's an argument to be made that uh, the if, if you were to put the power rank the New Zealand teams uh, plus Moana Pacifica, you you yep. might say that it's Chiefs. What are you conceding? Hur- yeah, Chiefs, Crusaders, Hurricanes, then Blues, Moana Pacifica, Highlanders. I think what we saw for yesterday from the Blues, the execution and, and the ill-discipline at the breakdown is yeah. massively concerning. They had a strong team, but the Brumbies really just frustrated them. They just won the contact area, and then on, on attack, they couldn't string that last pass together. So I'll be really curious to hear Steve Devine this week with Ricardo on um, Blues Brothers and get mm. his take, because I know he was he was a little bit tepid on them the win after the Highlanders. So now there's plenty to come from Super Rugby, and, I did. I did appreciate you coming out hot on Izzy last week when you jumped on the show. <laughs> you got to get stuck into him, mate. He always tries to have a crack at me, so you got to come hot. Um, but yeah, super interesting, right? Um, uh, they've asked asked for players to come out and stand up in a World Cup year, and yeah, the Blues they really, really did get off to a terrible start, mate. And I, I tell you what, it actually shows um, where Australian rugby's at. I guess it's um, you know the. They're saying that Australian rugby's poor, but I thought the Brumbies played beautifully. Um, going into the season, a lot of uh, well-respected rugby commentators were, were saying that the Rebels were actually going to be a force to be reckoned with, um, that they were on the improve and a steady side. So this year's Super Rugby might be more competitive than at, at first glance uh, we were expecting this year, and it might not just be a, a given Chiefs-Crusaders uh, final. Mark says mums will be upset, guys. Ask your mum what she thinks. That's from Matt. Okay, Matt, it's a fair point. The game is not just for blokes. You're right. There's kids watching. There's mums. There's grandmums. There's, yeah, yep. that's, I'll, I'll that's take fair. it. And Chris Chris says he's threatening to kill. But is he, Chris? Oh. Is he actually? I think, I think in sporting terms, in rugby in particular, and 
having been in these situations on a rugby paddock growing up, when you, when you piss the wrong person off, doesn't mean that they're going to come after and try and kill you. They're just going to be in, in front of you every time you've got the ball and they're going to hit you hard and they let you know about it and they're just going to pester you the whole time and, and actually make the rest of the game really physical and really tough. I, yeah, I understand that the threat, the signal was a threat to kill, but in terms of rugby, I, I don't believe it was. In terms of the mum stuff, um, my mum kind of, uh, with cricket, she kind of realised that I wasn't going to stop swearing on the cricket field. She just said, make sure you put your hat up to your to your mouth so I don't have to see it. So <laughs> that was the one trick. Maybe, maybe you needed to just be a little bit more subtle. Maybe at the bottom of the ruck, let them know. Look, I, I think he was right to apologise. I don't think he, I don't think if he had his time again, he would do it. And I'm not certainly not saying yeah. I would love to see players do it week in week out. What I'm saying is he boiled over, he, he went over the line. I just don't think it's that big of an issue. And there's a text here: if 9.7, the rule was in play every day. Then our mates across the ditch, we'd only be engaged in eating pavlova for pastime cricket. Gee, that would never get played for the Aussies. <laughs> That's right. Headbutting the line or something from an unnamed texter mm. there. Mm. 18 away from seven. Quizzy Dag's coming up after this. Your quiz master is the Mitch master. Come on, take him on. 0800 $50 TV bonus. Better start your week the right way. Come and see us here at Izzy and Kempi for breakfast back soon. Right, quizzy dag time. Let's rip straight in. But I will just tell you, Liverpool are leading Manchester United 3-0. Two second-half goals. Boomfer. Wowee. United have been running hot, but not today. It's pretty hectic. Mitch, you're the quiz master today. Who have am, you got um, first up? Geez, I thought um, I could just throw in there as well, mate. Um, someone else who's running hot is Ryan Fox, four under today through 12 at the Arnold Palmer Classic. So keeping an eye on him as well. If you want to tune into the golf and support Foxy, he's tied 17th at the moment. But we will Ooh. get into it. We will get into Quizzy Dag. This is one of my favourite segments of all time. I love it. It's bloody good. So we'll get into it straight to the lines. Uh, Ed, how are you? Uh, good morning, man. Good, yep. thanks. Yeah, all good. Yeah, just lining up to pick up some stuff out of the airport. All good. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, let's send you away with the $50 bonus bet, mate. Which game of Super Rugby Pacific Round 2 had the lowest combined score? Oh, boy. Tough start, <laughs> eh? Tough start. <laughs> Tough start. I think I'm going to fail that. Um, the Blues and the Brumbies? Sorry. It was, mate. Oh. 45 oh. points. 45 <laughs> points, mate. Blues and the Brumbies. Yeah, Blues. Absolute oh. stinker. Absolute stinker. Now, question number two. The Milwaukee Bucks 16-game winning oh. streak was broken yesterday. Which team did they lose to? I don't know that one. Sorry, bro. All good. That's all good, brother. Nice. Nice start, though. Nice start. Love it. All right, Lammy. You know this one, mate. Milwaukee Bucks' 16-game winning streak was broken yesterday when they lost to which team? Oh, mate, I wouldn't have a clue. Um, well, you do have a clue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Give me a clue. No, it's not the Pelicans. There you go. <laughs> These are the Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Pelican, Lamb. Luck, Lamb. You All right, move straight on to Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete, good morning, mate. Do you know Milwaukee Bucks' 16-game winning streak was broken by which team yesterday? I think I know. Um, I saw a little bit of it. I think it's the uh, 76ers. 76ers. Nice. This is One, great two, stalling. Three, four, great five, steering. So we're going to get the clock out. <laughs> okay. Name any of the teams still alive in the FA Cup that are not in the Premier League. Uh, 
So in the news last week, we're actually going to speak to their goalkeeper, Max Crocom, later on as one of the teams. And my team is the other team as well. That's nothing for me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> <I've said> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Maybe tell me off here what, what does do it for you, Pistol Pete. Sorry about that, mate. We'll move <laughs> on to Simon. <laughs> we'll move on to Simon. Simon, mate, how are you? Good, Mitch. Perfect. Yeah, beautiful. Name any of the teams that are still alive in the FA Cup that are not in the Premier League. Uh, Grimsby. Grimsby Town. Grimsby Town, and that is the team that Max Crokin plays for. So question number four, the Breakers went down at home to Sydney Kings last night. Who top scored in that game? In the whole game or for the Breakers? Ooh. It was a Breakers the whole player. Game, the whole game. It is a Breakers player. It is a Breakers, a breakers oh, player. Go Barry Brown. It was Barry Brown Jr. Nice work. And the last question, mate. The last one, take it home. The Black Caps are in action on Thursday against Sri Lanka in uh, Christchurch. Where is the second test being played? Any clues? Uh, yeah, I can start giving you a countdown. Three, two, one. Who was the first one, sorry? Christchurch. Christchurch. Uh, I'll go Quick. Mason Reserve. It is, it is. <laughs> nice stalling, nice stalling. Jeez. Uh, I tried to get the countdown going really fast. Well done, Simon. You've won the TAB $50 bonus bet, mate. Uh, geez, that was a fun, fast quiz there. there. Yeah. <laughs> really? Nice and we had to rattle through it just to catch up because we need to talk some love racing. Donnie and Zed on the other side because I want to tell you about Sharp and Smart. I want to tell you about Legato after this. Loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. We know that by now. And as somebody texts us here, Ian Smith will love racing. Didn't his horse win first up at Wingatui? Yes, Ku Cullen was very sharp at Wingatui. Put proper lengths on them. Looks very smart. So I text Smithy and said, well done. He's pretty excited about what's to come with his wee two-year-old Ku Cullen. But Mitch, you said you kind of were keeping an eye on it over the weekend because, mate, I don't want to be over the top, but we might have a bit of a generational three-year-old class. Our three-year-olds, which is the kind of classics class, it's the the last year they're still in those age grades before they go on to open class, wait for age racing. Sharp and Smart and Legato both announced themselves mm. as proper stars of the turf, so it was pretty exciting. Um, yeah, look, mate, you've taken your hoodie off, so it must be bloody exciting. <laughs> I actually haven't taken my hoodie off. It's so cold down here. You know, it's like seven or eight degrees. You know, now people can't see you, mate. You're just supposed to run with them. Just say, yes, I am fizzed up. How good is Legato? How bloody good. I did have a question, mate. When uh, when she eventually retires, does she get paid for taking a dose or is it just the the stallions that get the big money? Uh, she is worth a lot, but yeah. knowing her ownership group, they won't be selling her. So, yep, these fillies that go and win Group One races, yeah. she would, she she would be worth more than a million dollars right now. Um, but they're going to breed from her. I'm almost certain of it. That, yeah. That's a pretty cool group of people that have legato, and they'll be so proud, and so will Ken and Bev Kelso. winning at Flemington, a Group One. Pretty special stuff, Mitch. And the season only really kind of heats up again from here. We've got the Auckland Cup this weekend, so we might have to get you to get your head in the form book and tip one. <laughs> Any, meeny, miny, mo. That'll be it. 
Legato. Uh, <laughs> hey, there you go. That sounds a bit like Hogwarts again. A little go. bit of witchcraft and wizardry. Hey, speaking of wizardry, Graham Swan, well, he could tweak it, couldn't he? He's mm. coming up after 7 o'clock to talk all things cricket. Right now, this is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Izzy and Zed, welcome back into Izzy and Kepi for breakfast, 6th of March. Yeah, it's 7am and boy, oh boy, do we have a lot of sport to get through. Mitch McLennigan with me, Louis Herman Watt this morning and I tell you what, the weekend was hot. Super Rugby, NRL, Formula 1, NBL Finals. We've got Ryan Fox on the charge right now in a top 20 at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, the New Zealand Golf Open was decided and it was another Australian who won that, so I don't know what it is about this tournament and the Aussies. Brendan Jones, congratulations to you. And right now, Mitch, Manchester United are being absolutely served one. 5-0 with 14 minutes to play against Liverpool. Oh, you love to see it. You love to see it. Uh, yeah, they're on the way down, aren't they? And I, I know someone will be super stoked about that. Is our next guest, uh, who's a big Newcastle fan, actually, Louis. He's a big Newcastle fan. I actually just read that in his Wikipedia of all things. Uh, Graham, <laughs> do you reckon that Wikipedia is correct? <laughs> I, well, it's it's always a, a, an absolute lottery if you want to go out there and, and throw any facts out of, uh, for about a guess from a Wikipedia. Yep, Graham Swan's coming up in just a second, Mitch. Uh, later on in the show, we're going to chat to Alex Pledger about the Breakers stuck in that very muddling finals game against the Kings yesterday. Mm. Up after 8 o'clock, we'll chat to Andrew Webster. And a very cool story, Grimsby, Grimsby Town. Tell us about this. Uh, yeah, Max Crocom is going to join the show. Uh, he's the goalie, uh, New Zealand goalie for Grimsby Town. So he's he's going to be joining us talking about their – they've made the quarterfinals, mate. They're playing against Brighton uh, in the quarterfinals. So um, that's going to be a huge game. So just got up over Southampton. So uh, that's exciting. Um, it's nice to have a Kiwi connection in the FA Cup, isn't it? It absolutely is, mate. It absolutely is. So we'll, we'll do that. A bit of football this morning. Liverpool 5, Manchester United nil, And – I don't know. It kind of is like it was always coming for Manchester United, wasn't it? Although Newcastle fighting it out with Liverpool in the Premier League table, 41 points for Newcastle, 42 for Liverpool. So I imagine Graham Swan, I'm not sure, Swanee. Morning to you. Thanks for taking time to join our show, talk some cricket. But we'll start with the football. What sort of reaction do you have to this result? Are you happy to see United get slammed or because it's Liverpool? Yeah, good, way? On you, good on you for mentioning that because when I left, when I had it on before I was called to look after children, it was only 1-0. And I thought United can come back from this and five. That news to me is dreadful. <laughs> I mean, it's been a bad run for Newcastle the last month, but that is just a pit. Oh, my word. Oh, you're looking after the children, mate. You're not um, off to another football oh, game? Much... No, no, no. Much... It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a very um, manic Sunday in my house. Um, football in the park and then back to watch the game. My little boy, he's not got over the Carabao Cup final last week. I took him to, his, to the pub. We sat there with a few Newcastle fans and he was crying by the end, bless him. So, yeah, it's, it's a bad time for Newcastle fans the last couple of weeks. What's his drink of choice, mate? Is, do they still make those J2Os over there in the United Kingdom? <laughs> no, a couple of Diet Cokes. He had a sip of beer when I went to the toilet, I'm sure of it, because he was buzzing <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> oh, bloody brilliant, mate. Bloody great. great to hear your voice, mate. Um, are you guys dining out tonight? Are you off for a few lamb cormas? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, much. You know, I love my Liam Corma. Um, no, no. I've just, I've, just I've, I've actually just had a Canterbury pie. 
because there's a there's a, a bloke in um, in Nottingham who's obviously spent some time in Christchurch, and he does these lemon mint pies that are sweet. <laughs> so I just had one of those, eh? <laughs> uh, what a treat! What Sorry. a treat! Brilliant, mate. Hey, I don't know if you remember this, but when we had Baz hosting this show probably 18 months ago now, we managed to get yes. you on the show, and it, it, it was it was a very different time for um, English cricket because I think you started off with a two-and-a-half-minute rant about where the doldrums had and how that was making you feel. It, oh, how times change with that very man, Baz, so it must be a bit surreal, Swanee, when you think about it all. Well, I'm still waiting for my applause and thanks for that, to be honest, because if I'd not planted that seed in Baz's mind that he could change and revolutionise English cricket, we'd still be shit. Um, sorry, rubbish. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's brilliant. I mean, it's, it's just been amazing. The last 12 months, Robert Key coming in as well. He's a good mate of mine, Keezy. The, the last person you would ever expect to be in a position of power, especially in England, <laughs> where it's very stuffy. I mean, he has never played by the rules. He's always been his own man. He was the laziest cricketer I've ever known in my life. The most generous drunk as well. Great tourist. But um, to have him in charge. And I was, spe- I was I was coaching with the A-team with the Lions in Sri Lanka a few weeks ago. And he was out there. And the difference in the whole setter. And all he said was, like when he played and when I first went in the team. And it's exactly right. It's the, it's the most pressure you ever feel as a sportsman playing for your country. First time as a young bloke. Mm. And the previous regimes just made it even more pressurised. Like, they'd be so hard on, on what you were wearing to the ground, on, on, on do's and don'ts and all nonsense around the dressing room that didn't matter. And Baz has come in and just said, sod that. It's all about just going out there, backing yourself. If you believe in yourself, do it. Enjoying yourself. And it's, honestly, for a young player now coming through, I can't tell you how jealous I am of these young guys now. Mm. Just getting to go out and playing like a club game, basically. And, and and having the full backing of your captain and coach, it is unbelievable from top to bottom, the change. And and I love it. I mean, that those two tests, you've just seen it in action. They don't mind if they lose. Well, they, obviously, they don't want to lose, but they will go all out to win a game. And if they lose, then so be it. That's that's the way the cookie crumbles. And, I mean, that's, that last test match, they'd have just batted out for a draw for two days with mm. the, under Rooty as captain, I'm sure of it. <laughs> but, you know, they still went for it. We even ran out Harry Brook without facing just to make it easier on you guys. I mean, it was, it, it, with, the, with the nice guys of international cricket, we've taken over from New Zealand. We're now the nice guys, yeah. <laughs> you, mate. And, uh, look, you, you mentioned going on that Sri Lankan tour. Um, uh, Alex Lee scored. Uh, he obviously got dropped for these last two series for Pakistan yeah. and New Zealand. Um, he scored a slow 94-ball 100 on that tour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really showing yeah. that it's, it's, it's flowing through to the different levels of cricket, isn't it, mate? Absolutely. And the great thing about that, I mean, he was sent on that tour. Almost, He's not got a, a, an easy route back into the team. Mm. So it was more like, we owe you this because we've asked you to play a game that wasn't sort of your natural game. And you've given it all. Uh, you're all. And they've gone with Crawley. So he was the unlucky guy who missed out. So they gave him this tour almost as if like there's still a way in, but you're going to have to do something exceptional. But having him coming from the main team and just showing all these young guys what it actually is like, because Basball hasn't permeated through to the county system yet. There's still mm. a lot of old-fashioned negative cricket and, like, you know, Spinner has a deep point first ball that I still hate with every <laughs> ounce of my being. It makes my blood boil. Um, and so to have guys like that coming in and just saying, no, no, that's not how Stokes he does it. No, 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 he don't do that. No, bring him in. Attack. Go crazy. It's brilliant. Having that senior guys, he, he was an unbelievable player on that tour and a really good oak as well.
Oh, awesome. That's great. Hey, oh, nice that you've thrown a couple of impersonations in. I just thought someone who's gone very quiet on Twitter is is KP, mate. He's gone very quiet. What would Kevin Peterson say say about baseball and where it's taken English cricket? Oh, hey, stop it. Why? Why would you make me do this, eh? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> that was a good start, brother. That was a good start. Look, look he hates me enough already. I'm not going to stoke the flames. Come on, forgive and forget. Do you reckon? I tell you, it does like you, David Lloyd. He's a super bloke. This Buzzball's coming. He's a Kiwi. He's a good bloke. He's a nice guy. England, all of a sudden, a good team. We were shit last year, and now we're great. Awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to be dropping the S-bomb. It's no, it's fine. <laughs> Oh, Junior. Oh, that's bloody awesome, mate. Hey, look, um, are you are you a fan of what's going on with England cricket now? We, we've, uh, we missed out on seeing Mark Wood, who would have made a big difference to the English yeah. cricket test team down in Wellington, um, arguably would have made their team com- considerably stronger on that kind of wicket. Yeah. Are you a fan of the split kind of things? They're like one day later after that test, they're playing a one-day series in Bangladesh, uh, two completely uh. different sides. Are you a fan? No. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, to be honest. I'd, I'd like to see, especially one or two players, be able to play in everything. Um, but, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. They, they've, they've got to get so many games in um, all around the world. And some players are just going to get pigeonholed. They've got to look after Woody, because even though he's a fit bloke and he trains his nuts off, he only lasts 10 days in a row. I mean, you fast bowlers, you're not exactly like cavemen anymore, are you? You fall to pieces. Yeah, there's a few balls. soft units out there, eh? Now, yeah, you're exactly. talking about... they're, they're not like you, Mitch. They don't go through the pain barrier for queen and country. <laughs> King and country, sorry. God rest us all. Um, but no, I'd, I'd like to see, you know, all the best players in it. But I understand where they're going. They're, they've got to they've got to say to these guys, look, no, we're not going to knock you out. Um, still give you a chance to earn some coin in, in you know, franchise. And yet, try and look after the player as well. So I think it's great um, what they're doing, of course, as a fan. I mean, I, I won't lie to you. I didn't even know they were playing in Bangladesh the first game. <laughs> <laughs> as a former England player, I was flicking through thinking, oh, I might as well watch those filthy Aussies playing, being battered by India. And all of a sudden, there was an England game. I went, oh, wow. Probably should have known about this. <laughs> well, they don't really advertise <laughs> the Bangladesh series at all to, anywhere, do they, really? Well, no, no, just so that's the thing with England. The, the one thing they need to change is their attitude to spin and how to promote mm. spin. I think when there's a tour to Bangladesh coming up, most people just go and play in franchise cricket and pretend that everything's hunky-dory because we're still rubbish at bowling and batting against spin. Mm. We're getting there. Leach is the man. He's, he's getting better because of his mindset. But um, until we can actually bat against spin properly, if, if everyone can bat like Rooch and Harry Brook against spin, we're all right. But the rest of them are still a little bit like cats on hot tin roofs so they'll get there and once they've mastered that it's five nil in the ashes <laughs> get the sprinkler a, out <laughs> oh, gee was wouldn't, wouldn't that be something look as a proud spinner um swanee what do you make of these pitches in this series in india like you know on one hand it's entertaining oh, i thought the basin the basin wicket was unbelievable the way it was still rearing on the fifth day then you the next day you flick over the channel and there's this moon yeah. landing going on in india what do you make of it well I, I, i've never had a problem with a pitch turning on day one i'm fine with that obviously of spinner. course you are um, i just wish i just wish i just wish i'd played on a few more that did it <laughs> to be honest the thing with the subcontinent, when you go to India and Bangladesh, if it's not turning square on day one, it's flat as a fart for three days. So you really, you used to have to get your 50, 60 overs out in the first innings to maybe get three, four wickets. 
and then cash in in the second innings. But these ones, they, they sort of take some of the skill out and some of the beauty of test cricket, I think, and make it too easy to bowl on the first day. Having said that, if it makes people bat against spin better again, because I think the art of batting against spin has absolutely died a death, um, then it's better for the game in the long term. So, l- listen, as, as long as Australia are losing the majority of games, I'm happy with anything. <laughs> fair, fair it's, enough, it's, same. Yeah, it's a weird little uh, love triangle, eh? It's like uh, when New Zealand's playing England, everyone wants uh, the Aussies want us to beat England. And then when England's yeah. playing Australia, we seem to be on the English side. So so it's, it's yes. a little merry-go-round, isn't it? Um, look, my question to you, mate, before, before we let you go, um, who's your son's favourite player? It can't be dad, can it? <laughs> well, my son's favourite player, let me tell you this, Alex Hales is a mate of mine, and for all his off-field nonsense and everything, he's a good lad, but mm. he's the last person you want to inspire your own kid, I reckon, <laughs> for all his off-field stuff. And when he started watching cricket a, a couple of years ago, and I said, uh, right, down at Nottingham, so he got his Outlaws shirt, and I said, we'll put your name on the back of it, what, whose name do you want? Do you want your dad's name? And he went, no, I want Hales on the back. I was sick in my mouth. Honestly, <laughs> just because I knew that then Alex Hales would see my lad with his mm. name on his back and would just laugh mm. his little stupid ugly head off, and he did. <laughs> it hurt, it hurt. Oh mate, it'll be but taking no, him for his first yeah. uh, first tattoo as well, mate. It won't be it won't be long. It won't oh, be long. Word. Sip a beer, then a sleeve. Hey, not until he's at, not until he leaves home. While he's under my roof, my rules. <laughs> oh, I love it, mate. Love it. <laughs> that is that is brilliant, and. Uh, just so you know, Swanee, um, United have also been playing on the moon in, in, in India because that's seven down. So there you go. Happy happy Sunday, mate. That's, yeah, that's, that's better. That's the only good news I've heard, I think, today. Outstanding. Hey, thank you so much for taking time to join us down here at SCNZ again. We don't forget that last chat we had, and, and you're right, you should be invoicing Rob and English Cricket for um, floating that out there to Baz. It's a, it seems like a world, a world ago, doesn't it? But um, great to hear your voice again, mate. Really appreciate yes. it. Thanks, boys. And, and save me that plot somewhere down in um, Queenstown. I still want to move out. Oh, I love it. Love it. Yes, yes. Fond memories. We'll catch you in Queenstown soon, Sonny. <laughs> See you much. Brilliant. He'd be a great well, addition to the New Zealand Open. Well, Sir Ian Botham was on the show last week, and he's pretty much just – he just needs to convince his wife. that I've just got slight, one too many grandchildren to do it, he reckons. Oh, but yeah. he's, he spends at least a month out here a year. Um, I think between Flem and Sir Ian, Beefy and Swanee and Baz and Daggy and yourself, you guys could all just – why don't you, like, start a wee commune down there? You know, buy a big <laughs> – Fly land, just yeah. a retired athlete's haven. The glory vale of the south. Oh, <laughs> not like call that. It, call, it, call it glory days, maybe. <laughs> glory days, yeah. Geez, far out. Uh, the amber would be flowing, that's for sure. Yeah, just build a nice oh. little brewery out there. That'd be Wouldn't bloody it? beautiful. It's funny. With, with Swanee, like, you don't even ask him to do an accent and he just knows what you want. He just... He just <laughs> <laughs> He's 100 miles an hour. What a great chat. What a great chat. Uh, that was bloody awesome. Um, interesting. Uh, what did you take out of that, Louis? I, I, I kind of... Uh, I, I, I want to test... I want to find out from Bears if, if Swanee did actually plant that, uh, first and foremost. Uh, do you believe him? Well, he, I was here. I heard it. Oh, well, that he, was genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he, right. He, okay, so he's, I'll take he's, that back. He was speaking about the negative way that England was playing their cricket and how Baz had kind of taken the, the weight off the shoulders of the black caps and um, how that philosophy 
is so far away. And, and Swanee's a bit of a forward thinker. I think that's mm. why Baz and him, and look, and yourself, all, all kind of, you cut from the same cloth. You're very much your own people, and you don't necessarily think that just because it's been done like that, mm. that's the way it has to be done to succeed. And I, I think at the time, Graham Swan was feeling suffocated by English cricket and saying, we can't win playing this negative style. We need to be different. We need to think different because it's slowly suppressing the actual abilities of these players from test down to county and the cricket's getting worse and worse and worse and and Baz completely understood he empathized with that and then about eight months no not even six months later sure enough Rob Key's got the job of director of English cricket and Baz is interviewing while he's at the IPL three million dollars later the rest of the rest is his. The rest is history. It's um, it's not it's, it, nice, it's not uh, on the back of that. Yeah, like you say, rest is history. But it's nice to see that he's getting into his coaching as well. Like you say, someone who's kind of got that way of taking the game forward in a different way that's non-traditional. Um, he's he's actually working with Flem as well um, at the Rockets. Um, so he was at Trent Bridge as well um, this year with the Rockets. So uh, really dipping his toes in. So that could be exciting to see where that goes. Well. What did you make of this? Because he, he could... Uh, look, Jason Patel's done a fantastic job with England and it was a good good job to get a couple of years ago when he when he had it. And what about seeing Devsic, Patel and Baz <laughs> feet up on the balcony at the basin? Did that Was that quite strange for you to see that? Because it definitely spun me out. I, I thought it was quite cool. Um, <laughs> oh, I loved it. I, I, actually, I actually heard that... Um, Devi actually applied for an under-19s role at ND Cricket and didn't even get an interview. And then he pops, and then he pops up on the screen, uh, part of the coaching staff for England. So uh, that's probably that's probably where we're going wrong in, in some some points in New Zealand cricket. That probably sums it up a little bit for you there, Louis. Um, Bears obviously oh, knows wow. um, that Devi will get in and do the hard work. Um, someone who can trust. Um, Actually, we did speak to Andrew Webster, but we'll talk to we'll replay that a little bit later. Um, but he spoke about getting the right people around him as well, and how important it was to have people he trusted and he knew had the skills that he needed in his setup. So Baz obviously did that um, with Devi this time round, and um, geez, they that's the style of cricket Devi played. So <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, look, I think there'd be more surprising things if you saw. Graham Swan pop up as a uh, member of the English coaching staff over the next week. Wow, mm. I'll give you that hint there. United just got hammered 7-0 by Liverpool, so don't expect to hear or see from, from Ricardo Bull today, guys. He <laughs> is going to be incognito. Uh, 22 minutes past 7 o'clock here with Kim's Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Ryan Fox will get a little update from Mitch on where Foxy sits on the PGA Tour at the Arnold Palmer in just a second. We've got so much more. We've got our poll coming up for the end of the hour as well. And your text on double eight double three. Back in a bit. Hey, we've got another week of giving away these outstanding ZG23s from Adidas, by the way. All you have to do is get in touch with us on 0800 That's the Kennard's higher phone line or double eight double three, the Temper View Post text machine. And the best bit of feedback will take the cake and the shoes. Light without limits, the ZG23 golf shoes from Adidas. Izzy wore them over the weekend down there at Millbrook, and he absolutely loved them. Double eight, double three, your best bit of feedback takes away these golf shoes throughout the morning. We have plenty of chances. We've got so many different topics coming up. And right now, we're actually going to get a couple from Joe. We're doing things a little bit differently this morning. Joe, so let's get some headlines with Kennard's making your job easy. Kennards.co.nz. What's going on? 
uh, a lot this morning, boys. Obviously, Liverpool just beat Man United 7-0. Jacob Spoonley is loving it. Maybe we'll get him on tomorrow morning. Ryan Fox has just fallen down the ladder a bit at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. He's now tied for 26. And IndyCar is live right now. They've got their first race of the season the same day as Formula 1. And Dixon is at uh, fourth. McLaughlin's third. They've gone way up the table. So looking good for our boys. And also, just quickly, I know that you're really passionate about this, Mitch. Jar Morant was uh, in a bit of hot water after uh, being uh, having a firearm in a club. And this is what Jalen Rose has to say about the situation. I'm glad this actually happened at this point of his life. He's a 23-year-old young man. Nobody got arrested. Nobody got injured. He's going to return, and he's going to be a better person. And because of all of this taking place, he's not going to be able to live his full potential. There you go. What do you think about that, Mitch? What he was trying to do, mate. Um, maybe he thought he'd overpaid for the strippers at the strip club and, and wanted to get his cash back by pulling out his pistol. Uh, it's not the kind of pistol you expect to pull out a strip club. Um, but yeah, it was a surprise. He put it on Instagram Live, um, all over the place, mate. This is uh, Jamaran's just been on the streak of uh, I don't know rebellion or just idiocy. He's um, beaten up a seventeen-year-old kid after putting one hundred and twenty points on him uh, in a court game. He's um, straight away been everyone's everyone's been going at him about trying to be a thug. Um, and him acting like he's from the streets. And a really nice Eminem uh, <laughs> clip that came out about him actually being from a, a household with two parents, which is not usual in the NBA. So he's from a really good home and from a really good school. So I wonder if he's actually taken it to the next level because he's been getting so much crap for for being a fake gangster that he's gone out and done this just to try and show everyone he is the real pistol whipper. So oh, it's it's unbelievable, mate. I, I don't know what's going on. Someone needs to, to get around him. Um, I don't know, Louis. You had anyone go off the rails like this, mate? No. <laughs> no, this is – it's pretty bizarre because the reality is he's going to have a long career. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, to be honest. So I don't think he needs to do this. And Jalen Rose is, is dead right. He's lucky that nothing worse has happened from it. Uh, Artie Savia tonight goes to the Sanzar Judiciary for his throat-slitting gesture in their game. Double eight, double three. did you have any more comments on that? Both Mitch and me thought it was a bit of a non-issue, but people will be upset. Mm. I've learnt that. The text machines let me know early on this morning. Alex Pledger, after the news letter for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand, we're going to talk some breakers. SENZ, we are 27 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Right, we're going to get to a Choices Flooring poll before we're done this hour. But Mitch, the Sunday super weekend of sport, the Super Sunday concluded yesterday with some UFC, some NRL. Uh, We had lots and lots of golf to get through. And we also had the Breakers and Sydney Kings, where the Breakers got to play in front of a home crowd that was probably one of the more dynamic venues in sport. Spark Arena's packed out with 9,000 people, although the start of the game probably didn't match the intensity from the crowd. Former breaker, a multiple NBL champion with the breakers, Alex Pledger has joined us a couple of times throughout the year, and we're lucky to have him back this morning. Alex, thanks so much for joining us, mate. How did you enjoy that uh, return game in Auckland? And, and what looked like the atmosphere was absolutely popping at Spark. Yeah, just uh, watching it on TV, it looked like there was a, a lot of energy in the crowd. Um, you know, they were loud, they were up and about. Um, yeah, it would have been a great environment to be in. You know, the 
the fourth quarter, oh, sorry, the first quarter from, as you mentioned, the first quarter from both teams perhaps didn't quite match what we saw from the mm. crowd. But, um, but yeah, it looked like, uh, you know, especially after the last couple of years, you know, having a, a crowd like that in Spark Arena, um, yeah, it would have been a, you know, a great uh, atmosphere to be in. It's quite a um, quite an interesting start to the series, right? Both teams losing on the road uh, first up. Um, what did you make of of the Sydney Kings? What was the difference between them in the first game and the second game on the road? Um, yeah, they they made a lot of you know obviously William McDowell White really really punished them um, in game one, um, not only with his scoring but. Um, with his passing and getting getting teammates involved, he had uh, 19 points and nine assists, if I remember correctly. So um, I don't know how many of those assists were three pointers or not, but you know he he himself generated between you know somewhere between 40 and 50 points just by himself in game one. Um, you know Sydney made a lot of adjustments in the in the second game. To try and limit his impact, keep him out of the paint as much as possible. Um, so yeah, that was one of the major differences between game one and game two. Obviously, when you lose your um, two best players, you know, I think Walton was out of the game pretty early, and Xavier Cooks didn't play in the second half. Mm. Um, you know, they a lot of their role players. Um, you know, really came to the party last night. Yep. Uh, Kawat Noy, um, Angus Glover, um, Jordan Hunter, might, he didn't have a massive scoring game, but I thought um, his impact on the game overall was pretty massive. And uh, and Justin Simon, um, I think he's been their best player in the grand final so far. Just the energy he brought to the game in the second half, um, you know, was, was pretty incredible. And um, yeah, you mentioned the, you know, both teams, you know, won on the road in game one and game two. Uh, that's the way it's been between these two teams the whole season. You know, the yeah. the two playoff games and all the matchups in the regular season, uh, nobody's won at home yet. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure the the breakers are probably kicking themselves a little bit this morning because they. You know, the the two best players were out and they had an opportunity to go up to while yeah. at home, but they can probably take a little bit of confidence in the fact that they've gone into Sydney, you know, two or three times this year and yeah. uh and won every game. So Well game five um, yeah, could sure be in be Sydney, mate. That's that's a good omen for the for the breakers. <laughs> yeah, it it could be. You know, they you know, they've been a re- as it's kind of the opposite of how it is. Most teams are mm. normally really good at home and struggle a little bit on the road. But, you know, I, I can't remember the exact records off the top of my head, but I think the Breakers were 11-3 and three on the road this regular season. And I think they might have been 7-7 seven and seven on the road. Oh, sorry, at home. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a little bit opposite of how it normally is. Probably one good thing that came out of the last two years is they got used to being on the road all the time. Mm. So, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the series goes. And, um, yeah, it's been very entertaining so far. I guess the silver lining is there's a chance that the Breakers could um, put up the banner or have the confetti come down at uh, Spark Arena if they can 
knock them off on the road on Friday and come back on Sunday, it'd be pretty special. Look, the old adage in the NBA, Alex, is that the, the obviously playoffs and finals basketball, the tempo and the pace slows down and it becomes a bit more of a slugfest and you have to you have to have people that can score and you have to be able to throw someone a ball to be able to go get you a bucket when you need it and the game slows down. Is that the same in the NBL? And, and what are and should be those go-to parts of the game for the breakers when it does slow down and it gets messy like it did yesterday? Where should they be looking to get points from? Yeah, it is It is kind of the same. You know, when you know the level of scouting and how much you prepare in the playoffs compared to the regular season, just the detail, um, it goes up several levels. Mm. Um, and, you know, you sometimes, you know, you everyone knows what plays they're going to run. You know, they can throw a few little wrinkles and stuff in there. But um, I think, you know, sometimes, especially late in the fourth quarter, we've even though the breakers didn't win yesterday, you know, we saw it in the fourth quarter again. Um, sometimes you just need a guy who you can just give the ball to and say, go get us a bucket. They have that with Barry Brown, um, who's proven to be one of the one of the best fourth quarter performers throughout the entire year. But yeah, it's kind of it comes down to you know the you know yesterday they Sydney generated a lot of points through their defence. You know Justin Simon got a lot. I think he had four or five steals in the third quarter alone, and they were all um, you know they weren't like they weren't travels or you know something like that where you have to take the ball out on the side you know they were live ball turnovers where they were getting it and running the other way and getting dunks so you know generate generating as many kind of cheap points like that um you know when everyone's so locked into the scout and the individual tendencies um you know just making those effort plays goes a long way to winning games as well very, very well said, Alex. Hey, we'll let you crack on with your day, mate. Really appreciate you joining us, and hopefully the Breakers can um, forge on in this uh, final series and, and get a win on Friday night. It's going to be a, a hell of a return return game at, at Spark on Sunday. So we can't wait, mate. Thanks for your time. Cheers. No worries. Eight o'clock. Ryan Fox about to close out his fourth round. Four under. What an effort. He is currently tied for 19th, and he's a chance to finish top 20 in the Arnold Palmer Invitation. It's a hell of an effort, Mitch. It really, really is. Uh, right now, it's time to get to our choices for him, Paul. Most impressive thing you saw this weekend. Go and have your choice at the choices for him, Paul, and Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, the stream, and the SENZ app. So open your app, click on us this morning, and see your floor change in an instant with room view from Choices Flooring as well. Most impressive thing you saw this weekend, Mitch, I'll give you a couple options. Mm. John Jones' return to the Octagon, the Warriors' defensive effort, Legato's Australian Guinea's triumph, or Sonny Boo Williams' sideline commentating in a white <laughs> singlet. <laughs> I've been impressive, Sonny Boo, with the guns out, that's for sure. I know yours is Legato, surely, surely has to be. Oh, Sonny Bill was looking pretty was good. He? <laughs> <laughs> he's get, he's looking, always been in good shape. But mine is John's, John Jones's return to the octagon, mate. Three years out after obviously being uh, done for steroids and, and the old uh, white powder. So uh, I thought that was impressive, mate. Um, and I'll tell you what, who thought it was impressive as well is, is Rudy Gobert, who plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, the French basketballer. He uh, sent out a tweet at 12.48 a.m. Two of my favourite fighters of all time. Let's go. I got Cyril, though. Seven minutes later. Damn. 
That was it. <laughs> <laughs> just damn. Just well, damn. He did get manhandled, but but John got his he got his arm underneath his chin and it, he tapped as fast as I've ever seen any body mm. tap. What's your uh, best thing you saw over the weekend? Double eight, double three. Get in touch with us. Remember, we have these Adidas golf shoes for the best bit of feedback today. So get in touch with us and go and have your choice in the Choices Flooring poll. What was the most impressive thing you saw this weekend? Kempies in Fiji, they would have seen some wonderful things this weekend. Mm. We've had some good texts here about the best things that the punters saw, though. Yeah, we have. Uh, Kimberly's text in. She said, uh, yes, Sonny has to be it. My husband blurted out, what a man, from the couch. <laughs> That's going straight to the pool room. Um, love it. Love it, Kimberly. But um, resounding from all our other texts, mate, is the Dolphins win over the Roosters. Um, and it's not on our Choices Flooring poll, but... I reckon that by far seems to be our winner. We'll read those out at another point, but um, it is impressive. Mark made a really good point about them getting a great win with Bennett over the uh, the Roosters, who are touted to to be hopeful, probably the premiership winners this year. So uh, that's super interesting. I thought it was a, a great performance. You're absolutely right. We've probably left that one out there, Louis. Yep. Max Crocombe coming up in the next hour. That was pretty special for Grimsby Town. And the Warriors, that was definitely on our poll. Andrew Webster's the head coach. He joins us after the news with Aroha Fukubo. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. One of one, shooting 100% from the field. Andrew Webster, Mitch, pretty impressive. Yeah, super impressive. Um, team played well. I, I touched on um, Dylan Walker. I thought he was outstanding. But all the new guys who came into that side, Tamari Martin was outstanding. Um, Mitch Barnett, um, didn't see him as a front rower, but I thought he played well. I thought he played really well up front. Um, wasn't getting beaten around as much, I guess, the against a good Newcastle four-pack as well. He actually held his own. And Jackson Ford, he really, really excites me, Louis. Uh, really excites me. Strong ball runner. Uh, I think he's going to give that edge a, a little bit extra this year. So uh, good signs for the Warriors, early doors. Yeah, I was just so impressed by their... I completely agree with Andrew Webster. Their defensive intensity on their goal line and the way they hung in there for each other and Chance Nicole Klockstad leading from the back and the front in a way, um, goal line D was unbelievable. Yeah. Controversial moment around Kalen Ponga. Did you think that that was harsh? They were absolutely livid. The NRL has got a job to do as far as player safety because they know that they've got lawsuits coming. Yeah. They're not taking chances, especially with the guy of Kalen Ponga who had three concussions in six weeks last year. But I guess there's, I can see arguments for both sides. You yeah. know, it should be case by case. You shouldn't look at the player's profile when you're doing this sort of thing. And <laughs> there was confusion about who the actual call came from and where it came from headquarters and it wasn't the referee's decision. He'd just been told. Yep. Where did you stand on that? Well, they, they have the doctor looking at all the footage, right? Um, after the play's been had, they're watching every play and going back and looking at any kind of head contact. So, look, I, I think it's, it's going to be a really tough area at the start of the year in particular. I think a lot of sides, and it might actually swing a few games here, Louis, which is going to be disappointing because um, they are going to, like you say, they're going to take a tough stance on it. Um, they may have a few law cases. Who was the – who said they um, their brain could be used? There's a few players coming out now saying that when they pass away, their brain can be used. Oh, Kimpy to, said it? Yeah, he did. It was um, – uh, it'll come to me. But um, there is going to be quite a bit. Uh, the CTE obviously making its way from the NFL over to um, the NRL. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting space. And it, it, would, it would suck if your best players are taken out with that kind of stuff just – on suspicion or without proper check. There'll be a, there'll be a teething period where they need to get this right. But look, I, I can, as I can see both sides of it, and I can certainly understand why the NRL is taking no chances because uh, it's been a long process to even get here. And, you know, 
Josh Cronfield, he was another one that said he would donate his brain. And That's um, right. That's the one I was we, talking about, yeah. It wasn't did you see the player, shot? Yeah. Did you see the shot that our mate at Cronulla weighed? Name escapes me. Um, Wade Graham. Hey, yep, Wade Graham. Wade, yep. Wade Graham. Got, he actually got sent off, well, uh, put in the bin for leaving the ground and making high contact. So it was an absolute beauty of a shot. He mm-hmm. well, uh, nailed you're talking him. about he's, he's looking at three to four weeks. And Jordan Rapana is, or Rapana, he is, uh, he's in a bit of trouble as well. I reckon he's out for at least three or four weeks. Jeez, there was no arms straight to the head. <laughs> And then the swinging and arm the swinging. to the guy on the ground. What, what's, what's what? Jordan? It's round one, what are you mate. Doing, what, bro? Why are you so angry? Yeah, maybe maybe he wants a, a holiday over in Fiji with Kempi. Uh, he just wants an extra four, four weeks off. But yeah, that's a, I like of all conspiracy theories we've heard, and we've heard a couple. I, I don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, far out. But that was a good game as well. I um, I, I actually wrote the Raiders off this year. Um, at the start of the year, I, I didn't I didn't think they'd be able to, to well, not rode off, but I, I didn't think they'd be in contention. And particularly after that start, they were they were poor, but came back nicely. Roosters, Cowboys, Bulldogs, Sharks, Knights. Mm. How many wins out of that lot? Next five games for the Warriors. Give me a number. Roosters, Bulldogs, Sharks, Knights. Uh, definitely Cowboys. Bulldogs. Uh, not the Cowboys. I'm going to say two. Two from five. I think the Roosters – the worst thing for the Warriors is that the Roosters lost. Terrible. It's like the Crusaders. It's like the, the, you feel sorry for the Highlanders yeah. that they had to play the Crusaders yeah. after they were given a hiding. Yeah, they've got Jarab Hargreave coming back next week, and they've got Joseph Manu coming back as well. So um, that's big. That's going to bolster them massively, and they will be out for blood. So next week's a write-off. Cowboys, geez, how good did they look? They actually looked like a, a premiership-winning side um, over the weekend. I thought they were they were they were very very good. The Cowboys, um, yeah, I, I, lots to like about them. Um, so yeah, I yeah they won't beat the Cowboys, they won't beat the Roosters, Doggies and Knights. They'll get up over and Cronulla. If Nico Hines is still out, you're a sniff. But as soon as Nico Hines comes back, I think Cronulla's uh, a top four, if not a premiership uh, option this year as well. Okay, there you go. Twenty three minutes past eight o'clock. That was Andrew Webster to start this hour. We're talking Warriors. We've got your text messages on text messages on double eight double three. Remember, we're giving away these new Adidas golf shoes for best bit of feedback today so make sure you get in touch with us uh, if you want these ZG23 golf shoes from Adidas Light Without Limits Paulie Mawadi, not far away TAB.co.nz has got all of your sports and racing markets, R18 gambling responsibly but I bet you had a great weekend I certainly did having a dabble Barry says the best weekend I saw Mitch all weekend was the wife leaving on Friday to help all weekend with the grandkids. Never left the couch for three days. Paulie Moati, do, do you get a bit of that sort of set up for your birthday, mate? Do you get a little bit of a couch couch time? <laughs> I had a bit of couch time on the weekend as well. It was sensational. There were just so many, so many different sports on and on at the same times. You had Super Rugby, you had the NRL, you had the New Zealand Golf Open, you had the UFC two eight five. Uh, it was just ridiculous, not even mentioning any of the uh, US sports. So uh, it, it was just a, yeah, it was a great weekend. If you if you like your sports, it was, there was definitely something on for you. And I'm just checking out the tally right now in the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and you can bet live on that right now. And 
Boy, there's a stacked leaderboard, and the odds reflect that as well. We've got a, a $4.20 favourite to win uh, the Arnold Palmer at the moment with uh, Tyrell Hatton. Uh, Jordan Spieth is four sixty. Scotty Scheffler five dollars. Kurt Kitayama five fifty. Victor Hovland seven dollars. Rory McIlroy's just drifted out from tens to thirteen dollars. Um, it, it's all on you. Mm. There's a chance for you to make a dollar or two on this uh, Arnold Palmer with just with the uh, volatility one, of Mitch. the market. The clear one. The clear one. Uh, Spieth. Jump on him. Jump on him. He's in form. What do you reckon, Paulie? Yeah, if there's one guy who could blow a lead, um, it's Jordan Spieth. He's got off to such a hot start. I'm just waiting for him to, to just have one of those holes where he just duck hooks it out of bounds and, <laughs> uh, and, and then puts it in the water. Uh, look, I'd love to see Jordan Spieth uh, pick up a win here. Um, if, if I'm going to back someone here, it's probably it's probably Victor Hovland. Um, he's been he's been fairly. It, it's just his. I, I I don't know what his stats are in um, approaching the green, mm. um, but if he can just start hitting some greens in regulation, yeah. um, so he doesn't have to be chipping around. Because uh, that's always been the, the greens, downfall think, of his play, hasn't it? Uh, ex- around the greens, chipping exactly. and putting. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, at $7, he looks a, a bit of a bet at for mine. At $7, well, I'll tell you what, being the birthday boy today, mate, uh, I feel like <laughs> we should all jump on that $7 chance. It's your lucky day, mate. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you very much, boys. Uh, yeah, if I was playing cricket, um, I'd... I'd be. Uh, I'd have a pretty good score if we took me age. <laughs> so, 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 similar to the uh, the hiding that United got this morning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh poor Ricardo! Oh no, uh, Ricky. Rick Dogs in the world of hurt right now, Paulie. You go off and enjoy your Monday. Happy birthday to one of the great men of TAD, Paul Moati. TAV.co.nz. R18 Gamble responsibly. So many text messages we've got to get to after the news with Aroha for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. We'll get our poll results. We'll get some headlines. And we're going to hear from a very talented Kiwi, Max Crocom, as well before the end of the show. Here's Aroha. <laughs> Gullers fueling your mission all year round. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Visit gold.nz. Joe, sports headlines. Yes, Louis. IndyCar's on right now, and it is. They've started the season with an absolute bang. I mean, they're barely racing because there's so many crashes on at the moment. I think they're currently under safety car. I think McLaughlin, unfortunately, has been caught up in the crashes. He's sitting at 15th for a while. He was in first, so... You don't like to see that, but Scott Dixon is currently in third, so best of luck to him. And we haven't spoken about this yet, boys, but ANZ Premiership has started. Just so much going on over the weekend. The Mystics beat the Steel 64-34. Reigning champs Pulse just um, beat the Magic 53-52. to And the Stars and the Tactics start off their season tonight at Pullman Arena in Auckland at 7.30. There you go, boys. Love it, Joe. Appreciate that.
Mitch, the texters, they want to give you a bit of positivity around the Warriors. Yeah, they do. Uh, <laughs> I've been told to hold my horses. Easy on Mitch. No Lodgy or Radley this week, and the Roosters didn't look that good, to be honest. Warriors a big chance. Yep, oh, look, I think, the, I think the Roosters' price will definitely go out. Um, we're just trying to see if there's going to be a mandatory stand-down this year with the new rules around um, head knocks. I I'm imagine it's just the same so uh, as last year. So I'd, I'd say Lodge and Radley are still a chance to line up this week. So... Hold your horses on that one, Vaughan. They might not be out, mate. They could be uh, full fit and firing. Uh, Warrior Hargreaves coming back as well as Joey Manu. So if those two are back on the park as well, that'll be huge. Uh, Jamie, a little bit earlier, he said, uh, have you ever noticed all season if the Kings are losing, Xavier Cooks seems to start saying his knee is sore all of a sudden. It never happens in the games they are winning. <laughs> super super funny. Uh, I mean, he's had a great year. Eh? He's finally he's finally become uh, MVP after some injury woes um, and looks like he's on the radar for a few NBA teams as well so yep uh, maybe he's a P-heart maybe that's why he's going to <laughs> maybe that's why he's going to end up in the NBA with Ja Morant he's that's an interesting conspiracy from Jamie fellas did you see Kafusi absolutely level the cheese Ian I did did see that uh, he cleaned him up and Louis best performance was sharp and smart $17 for Melbourne Cup thoughts yep Fair enough, if you want to have a punt. I guess the only issue is you just don't know which race he's going to end up in. Cox Plate, Melbourne Cup, Hong Kong Vars. He could literally go anywhere and be a chance. He's that smart, is our sharp and smart. So if you're going to have a 17 buck stab, well, you could be doing worse because there's every chance Rogie lines him up. After this, we're talking football with Max Crokin. Well, it's a story that went far and wide, and not even little old New Zealand missed this one because one of our own, Max Crokin, was part of a fairy tale piece of history for Grimsey Town as they move on to the quarterfinals of one of the biggest competitions and tournaments in sports, the FA Cup. And Max Crocom, he's on the line with us now. We are so proud and we're so stoked to have him joining the show. A huge Manchester United fan, but so by now we would have known what sort of result this was. Um, so one way or another, Max, when we play this out, you're going to be a happy United fan or a uh, slightly deflated United fan, but it doesn't matter because... The Grimsey Town fans, where you're all absolutely flying at the moment. Morning, mate. How you doing? Morning. Yeah, yeah. Delighted. Um, yeah, obviously, it was, a, it was an incredible experience. Um, yeah, special. I mean, obviously, just hearing you say it there uh, to be caught finalist in the FA Cups, obviously something. I don't think we predicted at the start of the season. That's for sure. Obviously, just getting um, you know back into the football league uh, at the end of last season and stuff. I think we're um, yeah we're, we're in above our heads at the moment. That's for sure. Uh, look, mate, it was a special performance from yourself as well. You seem to be a real fan favourite after your performance the other night. Uh, people stopping you on the streets? Uh, I've not been out on the streets. so <laughs> uh, we've, we've, It's been Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday games here uh, non-stop. So we've, we've been very much getting home from games, uh, literally just recovering, hitting the gym in the morning and then... Uh, back into the training ground. It's just the game's been coming thick and fast. We haven't had much time to walk the streets. And, uh, but no, the, the, the reception we've had, obviously, um, on socials and, and obviously people I know and everything, getting in contact. Um, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been amazing. It's nice, obviously, to hear from some people we haven't spoke to in a long time. Um, and yeah, just, just obviously a great, great achievement. Max, can you put it in context for us? Because especially people that aren't too FA with the uh, football league situation over there 64 places were in between yourselves and Southampton and the the English football ladder 
Can you put it into context how hard or how unlikely it would have been for you guys to knock them off before the game? Um, yeah, statistically, obviously, the odds are stacked against you. Um, but, you know, we've, we've had an FA Cup run this season where we've played um, five teams in, in divisions above us, uh, including Luton, who were fifth in the championship. Uh, we drew away at their place two all and then beat them 3-0 at home. Um, and that gave us a lot of confidence going into the Southampton game. Uh, the first round, we beat Plymouth, who were top of League One, mm. um, 5-1. We had uh, we beat we beat Burton and we beat Cambridge. Uh, and the following rounds, um, it, they're all they were both in League One as well. So I mean, it's it's hard to really put it in context without really if you you know if you're not maybe familiar with the with the football league. But it's it's very difficult. Obviously, um, there's a reason why. Uh, those players are where they are, um, but the magic of the FA Cup is, is has always been that in a one-off game anything can happen. Um, we are we are a, like a confident side. I think we've mm. we've got a lot of quality players. Um, in some ways, obviously, the, the levels uh, are huge and the difference is huge in the levels. But in, in many other ways, um, there is a really high standard uh, at the division we're playing in, um, and even below. You know, like we, the. I've, I've obviously had a career kind of in, in these divisions and it's mm. uh, it's it's a really difficult division. Obviously, I think abroad it might, uh, you maybe can't quite grasp it if you were to say fourth, fifth tier of football. It's, um, you know, but, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're saying that the playoff final last year, 26,000 people there, you know, there's teams averaging kind of gates of 10,000 um, in the fifth tier of football. Um, it's, you know, if that can kind of give you an impression of, Mm-hmm. How important and the kind of standard uh, of football that can uh, that there is at this uh, in this country. It's obviously, yeah. If that can give you a, give you a yeah. kind of an idea, it, it's very well supported, and obviously that with that comes a lot of investment into football, um, and yeah, uh, brings obviously a, a higher quality of, uh, of of standard. Yeah, it's um, pretty impressive, isn't it? It's um, but I, I guess one of the other things on from your side, mate, is that. Um, you spoke about getting up for big games and, and you've been in this type of position before. You've played West Brom, uh, playing for Oxford uh, in a League Cup game uh, where you kept them to one all, mate, and, and took them to penalties, uh, saving a couple of penalties from the spot. Does that experience in such a clutch game kind of uh, set you in good stead uh, for this tournament and for this fixture coming up against Brighton? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Brighton will be a, a completely different po- prospect, I think, in terms of what we're going to face because they're a team that are really in form. Um, they're, if correct me if I'm wrong, I think seventh in the Premier League um, and, and have been consistent for a number of seasons now. Um, and obviously they've, they've got you know, players like McAllister, a World Cup winner, um, you know, players that have been at the top, mm. uh, say like a Danny Welbeck, you know, a bit of, obviously had a career in Man United and Arsenal. Um, yeah, they've got they've got a, a wealth of uh, quality and experience in their team, so it will be a it'll be a huge task um, to to kind of get anything from the game, as well as it being away from home. Um, but I mean, if you know, I'm sure you would have seen just the the following and the fan base that this uh, that Grimsby Town has is incredible, and um, you kind of you know you travel in five six hours um, on a Wednesday night to to Southampton, and we'll bring in over 4,000 people there mm. and, uh, and, on, and on the night it's, it, it's incredible yeah the, the, the actual atmosphere was amazing I mean when I was stood at the other end of the pitch 
I could just see literally our, our fans just bouncing all game. It's just, it was, it was just amazing. It, it almost felt like that they created the atmosphere like it was a home game. So that gives us a chance. That gives us a chance. We've got our captain's been in the quarterfinal before. He played against Arsenal. Um, you know, when he was at Lincoln, Luke Waterfall, he was, he, he's someone that brings obviously a wealth of experience as well. But um, as for previous experiences, of course, I mean, I played in the, the Champions League when uh, the Asian Champions League when I was in Melbourne. Um, you know, we beat Seoul in the last group game to get through. That's a huge pressure game. Obviously, mm. the more you have, um, you know, they kind of they kind of build up with it. Um, I was lucky to play enough. Uh, lucky, sorry, I was lucky enough to play at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, Amy Park. You know, these are kind of thirty, forty thousand seat stadium. Marvel's incredible stadium, eighty thousand seats or something ridiculous. Um, so that does definitely kind of just you know get used to the the kind of challenges that are coming up and uh it will be a special occasion but i do think you know with the experience i've had i'm able to kind of go into the games and just treat the games um you know uh, in their own right and and focus on the football as opposed to the kind of um you know the, the kind of media attention or whatever that mm. comes around it max you've already paid your dedicated fans back as a team because i've just read this is the you're the first side in FA Cup history to eliminate five teams from a higher division in a single FA Cup campaign from the first round onwards. So that's a piece of history that that I'm sure yeah. all of your loyal fans will absolutely be hanging on to and something that no one else has. You mentioned Marvel. You've played with Brizzy and um, Melbourne down here. Can you just give us like a, a bit of an overview of how that, competition the A-League might stack up to what you were talking about before and the level you're playing at with Grimsy Town is it is it comparable or is it I mean the atmosphere might be slightly different but on the field what where's the standard at do you think uh, I found the I found the the general kind of physicality of the A-League was more based down to kind of high speed and like distance of running I found the games were very open mm-hmm. um and I think that shows. I think like when you when you kind of look over the season, there's not not so many clean sheets. There's a lot more high scoring games just by default. Um, you know, like teams are a lot more expansive. Um, and then in terms of the atmosphere, I say the biggest difference is probably the away fans. I find obviously in England there's it's a shorter distance to travel. Most of the games in obviously especially for the Knicks, uh, everything is is uh, via plane. You know, you have mm. to uh, jump on a plane to get to an away game. So. Most games are kind of dominated by the home team, um, so I think that though, that's kind of the main difference I'd say in terms of atmosphere. Um, but but for standard, I mean, A League's a, a really high standard of football. I think you you generally obviously getting players that could have had, I mean, arguably some some players as good a career as you could ever have. I mean, playing in World Cups in the top division in uh, in the, the top European divisions in the world. Um, for the top teams in the world, and, and there's, you know, look at uh, maybe Nani or someone that's come down to, to victory. You know, Del Piero, those players over the years, Diamante, um, and you can play against some some incredible footballers, and it's you know a bit bit crazy you're actually on the same pitch as them. Um, so yeah, the standards there I say is a lot more, uh, but then then I'd say in England I'd say it's a lot tighter. The games were a lot um, more physical in terms of. Um, kind of body contact, things like that. Um, but the standard of both is obviously really high. Uh, yeah, if I could, yeah, if I could maybe break it down to that, I'd say, I'd say it's probably be that the games are a little bit more expansive in uh, in, in Australia. Yeah, that's interesting, bro. Um, 
Uh, the other interesting thing around this FA Cup is there's going to be a decent financial gain for Grimsby Town, and, and they've vouched that they're going to put that money towards the budget next year. Uh, have you started renegotiating your contract? <laughs> uh, we've, we've, well, we've actually kind of consciously allowed it to kind of go to the end of the season, so obviously there's always a kind of a bit of a discussion and a little kind of um, you know, nudge in certain directions and that. But <laughs> the nature of the football, obviously... Um, the, the football pyramid, you never quite know what division you're going to be in mm. until right at the end of the season. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, things like this, obviously, I don't, they, they obviously didn't plan for to be in the, in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. So these things obviously help the budget and that, you know, they can obviously choose to spend that how they, how they want. So um, I've, I've kind of, we've, well, we've kind of you know, said to each other, it's, it's, we're more than happy to allow it to go to the end of the season and, and kind of see where we're at uh, come that time. Um, yeah. Perfect. Um, well, I mean, you guys you guys are in 17th, so hopefully you guys can stay up um, in your division and, and go exceptionally well in the FA Cup. Thank you, Max, uh, for joining us this morning, mate. Uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you and go well against Brighton. Yeah, all right. Thanks, Thanks very much for having us on.